Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Film Optics Review brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my co-host and my friend, Devin. And today, we're going to be reviewing the latest Netflix original film, Malcolm and Marie, to kick off Black History Month. So without further ado, let's jump in. Every time, every time gives me the chills. Can't not play it. Like I want to play it again, but you know, we have, we have a review to do, but uh, yes. Hello everyone. Uh, welcome back to the film optics. Uh, another film optics review. Um, as I mentioned before, um, my name is Christian. This is Devin. We're just going to be, you know, diving in to Malcolm and Marie. Uh, first, before we begin our uh, review of the film. We'd like to thank Netflix for allowing us to watch and review this film early for you folks at home listening. So this review is not live. Uh, we're just doing the old school audio way because, you know, that's what we, I, I feel like that's more of our, our nature until we, uh, you know, get more comfortable with uh, live streaming a little bit more. And plus, this, this was kind of like a last minute review. So <laughs> there's always that. And it's like, you know what? There's a lot of prep work that goes into streaming. And we decided to do this. You know, we wanted to kick off Black History Month with this. And it just wasn't uh, wasn't in the cards for us, unfortunately. But we are here. We're going to be doing uh, giving you our best uh, thoughts and opinions of Malcolm and Marie. Um, this cast uh, it starts two people. We got the lovely Zendaya. And we have uh, King John David Washington. It's directed and written by Sam uh, Levinson. Uh, it will be uh, dropping on Netflix, I believe, on February 5th, as well as in theaters. So um, I'll read the, the synopsis really quick. We'll give like our first non-spoiler thoughts, and then we'll kind of get into uh, the cream of the crop there. But uh, the synopsis reads, a director and his girlfriend's relationship is tested after they return home from his movie premiere and um, and awaits a critic's response, which I didn't even know that was the premise. I just saw Zendaya, John David Washington, and this f- amazing black and white film, which was actually filmed during, in the middle of a pandemic. This, this was uh, filmed in secret, which makes it a little bit more uh, spicy, you know? <laughs> spicy. Very, very spicy. But... I just wanted to get your thoughts really quick. You just watched the movie. Uh, We both watched it earlier today, but I wanted to get your quick thoughts about it because you said it was interesting, but, you know, I I figured you were going to kind of hold off until we, uh, you know, got into our review. I actually did a a Washington Family double feature this weekend. What'd you watch? The Little Things last night. Got Dad Denzel and then (laughs) Malcolm and Marie today. The Little Things was... uh, kind of rough (laughs) i got i got 30 minutes in and turned it off dude i couldn't do it it. (laughs) i couldn't do it yeah jared leto is so cringy i didn't even get that far i literally i I think i stopped around like 30 to 35 minutes and then i turned it off and i actually watched uh the way back for the first time and time well spent 100 percent way highly recommend that film over yeah i mean 
it, it, I thought something was fishy for a bit with the little things because I did try to get a screeners and nobody was responding. And, um, and it's a January release, which yeah. obviously is always cursed. Usually. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Because what have we... Re- yeah, lockdown. Ultimate play. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> wow, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's, it seems like, you know, even, even if these movies are not in theaters... Um, the, the January, s- January theater releases specifically are are very cursed and very slow, kind of just thrown out there because they don't know what to do with them. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's the movies. Where it's like, well, you know, we can't close out these movies with a banger towards the end of the year, so I guess we'll just open up with it and kind of build throughout the um throughout the months because typically, Feb- I would say honestly, not until like March or April is when films. You know, the films that we really want to start seeing drop out, it's kind of the same thing with, um, with, in, in the gaming realm as well. Like, usually January, February are like very, very slow months. Like, there are games that come out, but it's, it's nothing, it's not like the heavy hitters, like the AAA or even the AA games that people are looking for. And I feel like it's the same way with films as well. But, yeah, the little things was uh, <laughs> it caught my attention a little bit by thirty minutes, and I haven't gone back, so <laughs> I'm good. It, it goes out with a whimper. I'll say that. I'm just. I mean, I I don't know what it was about that movie. I just, I just wasn't feeling it at all. But the trailer looked so good. Yeah, and I was like, can we stop making that classic these- trailer magic? Can we stop making these amazing trailers and the product just ends up being terrible? It's it's like with Amazing Spider-Man. I think it was one or two where they like they marketed Spider-Man fighting the Rhino. I think it was towards the end of I think it was Amazing Spider-Man too. They had yeah. a, they marketed him f- uh, fighting the Rhino, and then they just it's literally just one scene and cuts to black, and it's the last scene in the entire movie. And it's like, wow, like and I also, just and also known. Who really cares about the rhino that much? I mean, yeah, kind of a- I mean, he is more of a lesser villain, but I mean, it would have been different versus, I mean, Green Goblin again, like really, Hobgoblin, whatever you want to call him, like again, really. I'm just Spider Man has so many other vi- vi- villains other than Green Goblin, and you know, I think they've been exploring that so far. Well, you know, Disney taking over, but <laughs> speaking of Spider Man, uh Zendaya. Let's, yeah. let's talk about Yeah. Talk about half of this, this movie's <laughs> cast. Yeah. Six six minutes in and we're finally now getting into the actual review portion. <laughs> so, uh your initial thoughts about Zendaya. I, I thought she did a phenomenal job. I wanted to get your take really quick. Yeah, her and John David Washington are the reason to watch this movie. They are just powerhouse actors at this point just kind of throwing haymakers back and forth at each other, just mm. brawling it out verbally throughout the entire film. Just just gets pretty crazy. It definitely, this entire film felt like marriage story, but like on steroids. And it's like as if, you know, the apartment scene was just one giant movie because that's literally what, this film felt like but even within the trailer itself you know they said it's not a love story it's a story about love and you know they're going through their entire relationship you know he comes back he he um he uh standing ovation from this like amazing film that uh that he has made and it takes a lot of jabs at critics by the way i was very uh 
I was like, ooh, they're, they're really going for it, aren't they? But I, I, but LA it, Times. Huh? Uh, LA Times. L- LA Times, variety, majority LA Times, yeah. It, it was very, um, I was just blown away. But I know a lot of people, before we kind of get into the, uh, the weeds and the grass about this one, um, I know there are a lot of people out there who are like concerned about the 12 year age gap between John, uh, John David Washington and, uh, Zendaya and, uh, <laughs> Zendaya actually commented about this on the Indie wire. And she said, people often forget, which is understandable because I've been playing, uh, 16 since I was 16, you know, but I am grown and, and never even crossed my mind. It, it didn't, it didn't cross my mind at all. John David Washington doesn't even look old at all. He looks like he's late 20s. Black don't crack, man. I mean, <laughs> I just had it's to come true. out. It's true. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, I, I'll, I'll never understand that. Um, hold on one second. I need to plug in my laptop before we lose this. But uh, just give your quick uh, little thoughts about it. I'll be right back. All right. He'll be right back, and uh, we're just here talking about Zendaya and John David Washington. Had some great chemistry there. They were really, uh, really going at it, going up against each other's throats. Knives out, one could say. Save the day. I came in on save the day. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> like my MacBook is literally like, oh, by the way, you're going to lose power. I'm like, probably should have plugged that in. I thought I had more juice, but I apologize. It's been a crazy, crazy day, everyone. everyone. But like I said, this review is last minute. But um, I'm not sure what you said, but I'm sure it was very uh, ins- I was just talking about <laughs> their chemistry on screen. Yeah. Oh, chemistry was fantastic, dude. Like. I, I literally felt, I felt very uncomfortable at times, but I was just, I was like sucked into this film and it's really not that long. It's about what, an hour 45 ish. Yeah. So like it definitely grabs your attention and the, like, I, I thought the pacing was really well. Um, the ending, the ending scene was like, wow you know like they're reciting these huge huge monologues and it's like it really just it, it is a very heavily di- um you know the dialogue like you have to pay attention to this movie it's not like something you can watch in passing like the little things or uh extraction or uh the old guard or uh, something of that nature but it is um <laughs> man oh man uh so i wondered like so is who is the lead and who's supporting? Is it Zendaya's lead? I don't think lead? it really matters. I don't they're, think it matters. No. Yeah, well, because I guess the reason why I was asking, because even with um, Marriage Story, I mean, I've, you know, it was a story between, you know, a couple, but I believe Scarlett Johansson was the lead and Adam Sandler was the supporting actor. Adam Sandler? Wow. Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm telling you, man, this is Sunday. I'm just all over the place. I'm sorry, not Adam Sandler. He doesn't deserve to be in that movie. <laughs> I'm an Adam Driver. 
Wow. Scarlett Johansson and Adam Sandler. Can you imagine? <laughs> Would have been pretty spicy. Very spicy. <laughs> but yes, uh, I believe Adam Driver was the supporting uh, actor in that film. But I mean, I feel like they should definitely both, between Zendaya and John David Washington, they should definitely both share the um the spotlight in that aspect because i mean there's literally nobody else like you know they always they've mentioned you know all their other co-workers and you know it kind of the whole thing starts starts with mac and cheese and i gotta say mac and cheese has never looked so good in black and white <laughs> it didn't look like anything because it was black and white yeah i was i was gonna bring that up i think black and white is pretty gimmicky really you like it i like it, it a lot it doesn't add anything to for me like it's just what does it add to the movie i guess it's just more i don't know there's something special like spicy about this movie that's like oh it was filmed in secret and for for whatever reason i feel like the film will not have the same effect as it did i don't know man it's man that's that's a good question because so far, I mean, like, films like Roma is in black and white. Uh, the Lighthouse is in black and white. But I can kind of understand The Lighthouse being in black and white because that, you know. Because it actually takes place in old, older well, time. That and it, I mean, th- they use, like, the aspect ratio, the four by three, like, the square aspect ratio um, with it to kind of make it feel more claustrophobic. And it was more so of like a horror thriller type vibe. I don't know what it is about black and white films, but like I just really, really like them. It gives like it, it, and it doesn't make this film, you know, necessarily feel old. It just gives it that. I don't know. It's it's like a man. It's it's kind of like. Hmm. I really don't know. It's very, very hard to explain, but I, I dug it. Like I feel like, for whatever reason, I guess for me, um, when it comes to the black and white, especially for this film, it's as if you know, like the relationship is there, but it's like the color in their relationship has kind of just faded away. Like it's still existing, but it's kind of like on the verge of it could go either way. But you know, we'll get into that in a little bit here. Um, but I don't know. It, it kind of just, it's, it's kind of like all the life has been sucked out of their relationship, especially after what happened, um, you know, during his uh, film's premiere and then, you know, the Mac and cheese, you know, leads to them fighting about what happened that night. And then that gets that, that they literally bring up all these other aspects of their relationship. Like, I don't know what it is, but even with Mank, was in black and white and i i liked it i don't know why it was just i guess it has that kind of vintage vintage vibe but it's it's very hard to explain but why don't you like it i don't know just it doesn't add anything for me it just feels unnecessary most of the time okay because like when i watched logan like the noir like i like i mean i can watch it both ways but it feels like i'm watching a totally different movie when I'm watching Logan, uh, the noir um, version of it. But I, I really, and I think, um, didn't Matt Max, Fury Road, do the same thing with like the crown, the black and white as Probably. well? I think so. Parasite did it too. Yeah, Parasite. See, oh, oh, it was so good in Parasite. But I think I prefer color when it comes to Parasite. But it works both ways. It's very, very weird. But even with the black and white, I kind of wanted to, 
uh, shout this out because when it comes to like coloring, especially for like African American skins, and how dark John David oh his he he has a darker skin tone, but the coloring. Like, you know, it didn't, it didn't make it look like he had, like, a black face. You know, it's not like they just, oh, let's just turn on this black and white filter and boom. Like, the whole movie was in black and white. Like, they definitely had to still do some type of, you know, color, not color degrading, but coloring um, when it comes to it. But I don't know, man. It's, 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 I just, I just dug it a lot. I was like, I mean, I would like the film just as much if it wasn't black, uh, if it wasn't color, but I, I don't know. It was just, it gave it that extra oomph, so to speak. But <laughs> to me, it might take away some oomph. Oh, no. Here we go. No. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it, and, that, and it's fair enough. I'm, I'm sure. And, and I would like to see this film again in color. You know, I would like to see, you know, the the uh, aspects of the room and, you know, what, what the house actually looked like. It was a nice house. Very nice. Literally in the middle of nowhere. I don't know where they were though, like somewhere in LA. L- oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Like it's, it's like here's just like a random beach house we found like on a hill that like hasn't been used in like I don't know ten years or something. But I was like, you guys seem to be doing pretty well for yourself if you're living in a place like this. But I think he did say in the in the film that um the studio put them in that house. I'm not sure if yeah. it was just for them. You know, for the premiere, kind of just like a temporary home or whatnot, but it didn't look like it because, you know, it looked like they were kind of comfy up in there. You know, it looks like they've uh, been there for a while. But um, let's get into kind of like the nitty gritty of it. Um, so, anyone who, uh, for anyone, everyone who is watch, uh, listening, excuse me, wow, because this is audio only, uh, we are about to get into uh, heavy spoilers for it. So, if you haven't seen the film yet, uh, turn back, go watch it, and come back. So, you have been warned. Spoiler territory right now. Let's go. So, Zendaya killed herself. No. <laughs> I thought she was going to, or I thought I thought one of them was going down when she had that knife. I was like, yo. But there was as, soon, a- as soon as that started, I was like, okay, she's acting. It was like, it was so over the top. I just, I just you could just tell, like, automatically. Yeah. It was so dramatic. It was like, it's like she flipped the switch, but... This film, when it came to, like, the relationship, like, I didn't feel as drained when I felt, like, emotionally draining, but not in a bad way when it came to, like, marriage story, because that was more like a divorce case, and that's, you know, flying between L.A. and New York, but this is, you know, a more, you know, the entire film takes place in and a little bit outside of the house, but um, I just felt like it was were they actually meant to be together because like we definitely saw some toxic behavior between both of them but you know we don't know how long they've been together but with zendaya's character uh, marie you know she was a drug addict when she was 20 um it kind of felt like it could have been a, a euphoria movie that's what i was same, gonna say same, writer, <laughs> same director Oh, is it really same writer, same director i didn't and, know that and rue rue is a drug addict yeah near age, near age 20 Oh, so you know what? I was gonna maybe, say this. <laughs> maybe it's canon. Maybe uh, Malcolm Malcolm scoops up Rue and, and she changes her name to Marie or something, and they move out to L.A. Honestly, I was in L.A. I don't remember. Yeah, I, yeah, probably on the outskirts of L.A. But I was gonna say this: Is this in the U- Euphoria verse? Like, is this? It feels like it. <laughs> 
But it's it was um, you know she uh, clearly she plays. I guess you could say kind of the same character, but a feature version of Rue where she is more put together. And, you know, we, we learned the uh, kind of like how they met and, you know, the trials and tribulations that they went through prior to, you know, that uh, the night that this whole thing goes down. But I really like how this film is a story about love because, you would expect, like, the average viewer, viewer would be like, oh, you know, like, well, you know, John Deere Washington is such an asshole, blah, 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 blah. Like, they, they both kind of have valid points. I mean, it just, decides, it just depends on who you side with. I probably would side a little bit more with Zendaya because you kind of do see more of the imperfections of uh, Malcolm, more so than Marie. But it's kind of like, you know, they they're fighting because they're like, Hey, you know, like this is the worst fight we've, you know, possibly have ever been. in. but they don't mention like, Oh, you know, like we're just going to split up. Cause like, that's, I feel like that's so predictable. And usually like when you care about somebody in that way and for God knows how long they've been together, you know, a, a lot of couples have fights, you know, behind closed doors that we don't really know about that could end up being very bad, but they still stick it out. So maybe they're, you know, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I was I was gonna bring up the fights because I think my my biggest issue with the movie was just the the pure amount of just heavy monologues going back and forth between the two characters. Mm. Because the fir- the first few times it happened, it was like it was very in- it's it's what brings you and draws you into the movie. It's like. The interesting part of the movie because they're just they're just going at each other but as the movie goes on there's just there's just so many of these monologues that are very like kind of long and overdrawn it became a little bit exhausting to be honest mm. because there there wasn't really any back and forth there was never there were a couple times where they respond to each other but they kind of just sat there and took it most of the time and that feels very unrealistic when you're watching it because when are you ever in an argument and you just sit there for five minutes and listen? Like that just doesn't feel real to me. I don't know. I guess it depends on the relationship. Cause like, I mean, speaking like not from my past experience, but like I've, I've known people who have been in arguments where they kind of just, you know, it, it's the whole, you know, never go to bed angry type thing um, at your partner until you hash things out. And it seems that they did, but I, I I don't I feel like it is like his you know they they were at each other's throats for a sec, for a second, but then we did get to see a more sweeter side of them, you know going back and forth. But it always came back to the argument, which I personally felt like that was more realistic because like an argument always isn't just like yelling, you know, like like the the scene in Marriage Story, the apartment scene, but that was a more you know, different type, you know, every relationship is different, but it's not like, you know, depending on the argument and the scale of, of what's going on, it's not like they would argue for like five, 10 minutes and then like, just go to bed. But I don't know. It, it, it just depends on where they actually are in their relationship. But I personally felt like it was more realistic, especially if you're with someone i'm just i'm just gonna assume they're at least with each other for at least four to five years because she said let's say like six years because well we don't know how old marie is in the actual film at that point in time but she said when she was 20 
So I'm like, okay, well, if they're just actually going off of Zendaya's actual age and she's 24, that's at least four years, but I would give it at least maybe like two more years extra just to kind of fill in the gap there. I really don't know, but I, I, I can understand where you're coming from, but I guess for me it was just more, it, it did feel real, uh, realistic because they kept coming back to the, it was, it was like something always kind of triggered them going back to the argument. And, but I, I do agree that, you know, a lot, it is, the dialogue was, was a lot. Um, Maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe I don't argue enough, but I feel like for you to have like a five minute monologue, like 10 times throughout the movie, it just feels mm -hmm. unrealistic and unnatural. Like it felt like it was written because for someone to be, have like a passionate monologue like that, just kind of felt like they were prepared for it. Mm Mm-hmm. It was I don't know. It was kind of weird. Yeah, I I I get, I get what you're saying because they have, they have their their thoughts so like well well planned out and they had all these attacks just ready to go after yeah. like a few minutes of not talking. And and it really begs the question like how long like has this fight been going on longer longer than what we saw, or was this just you know you know obviously this is one movie we didn't really. Like we didn't see anything that happened at the actual uh, premiere of his of his film and whatnot, but um, apparently, like going back to like when they were talking about like the critics, uh, especially the L.A. Times. Um, speak speaking a little bit of truth there. I'm not gonna lie, but it was kind of like uh, you know we got to see both sides of the coin because obviously John uh, Malcolm was on one side, and then you know Marie saw John's side, but. She also saw the other side, and it's kind of like a vicious cycle where it's like, you know, critics are always blaming, you know, filmmakers, vice versa, and this whole thing, you know, gets drawn up, even though, you know, the review that he read was technically a good review, but I guess, <laughs> I guess he didn't like the uh, parts that she didn't like about it, and it's like, you know, I guess... I, I really don't know how all that works when it comes to a good review. It's like a good review is a good review unless, you know, she may have m- misinterpreted what he was trying to portray on screen. And, you know, also with um, Zendaya's character when she kind of, uh, you know, they're about to, I guess, you know, make love or whatever. And, um, <laughs> and she kind of, you know, he goes to the bathroom and comes back and she's like, you know, like, why didn't you cast me in this role? Because it was literally basically based around her life. And I was like, that's a very valid question. So I don't know. I just, I love seeing the, you know, the back and forth and, you know, the cool down moments and whatnot. And then they kind of started back up again because it's so late. And, you know, it, I, I guess it's true. Never go to bed early. <laughs> I mean, angry. <Yeah. laughs> but uh, was there anything else you wanted to touch on? One thing I was I was curious as to what your thoughts are on about it is obviously the movie talks a lot about um, the black voice and and black directors and the perspective of black people in cinema. I it was it just feels a little off to me that it was written and directed by a white guy. I'm not I'm not saying that, oh. a, that a white guy can't like. Um, right from the from a different perspective but for this movie specifically where in the movie they talk about so specifically the black voice and and black directors being so important and and the 
the hard times that comes with making a movie while being a black person just feels off to me. Um, I guess I didn't, I didn't really think about that because I, um, <clears throat> I saw this one video, this one like TikTok video. This guy was talking about how there's, he, he said how there, there's white people and then there's people who happen to be white, but they understand the issue at hand. For me personally, um, I, I, I could see why people could, you know, view it that way. But as long as someone understands the issue, you know, Hollywood has with that type of situation or any type of situation, whether it's, you know, uh, black directors, black actors, or, you know, uh, female directors and uh, what have you, not getting the recognition they deserve as well. I feel like as long as you have someone who understands that issue and I mean, clearly, you know, it, it was important for enough for them to put into the film. And I mean, I've, yeah, that's, that's kind of where it's weird to me because there's, there's plenty of examples of, of people um, making a movie with a perspective that's not their own, but mm-hmm. the one com- that comes to mind for me is Bo Burnham in eighth grade. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Not, he was never a teenage girl, but he does such a good job of, providing that perspective or what he believes it would have been like. But in this movie specifically, they just, they talk about it like in so much detail about the the black voice and it feels off. Maybe, I mean, I mean, he could have gotten like inspiration from Zendaya and and John David Washington. Cause I mean, Zendaya has been in the industry way way longer than John has um, overall. So, I mean, and like, they even talked about. I'm, the, I'm sure it was a collaborative effort. Yeah, like yeah, they even talked about it in the film with uh, you know drawing inspiration from like certain places. I mean, but I I, I can see why that can be puzzling. Uh, but I guess just to answer your question, it doesn't it doesn't bug me because the message was, you know, came across loud and clear. Um, even I know I, this is kind of odd topic, but it's about you know. Like Ghost of Tsushima, um, the uh, PlayStation 4 uh, uh, Feudal Japan game. That was made by um, Sucker Punch Games, which, is, you know, it's it's an American studio making a cultural game about Japan. Now, you know, obviously they have, you know, had did their research, drew their inspiration, but I think it was either the CEO of Sega or Capcom had said that, like, the game was amazing. It was fantastic. It was you know, historically accurate. Um, the, I, I think the only thing they said is that they made the, uh, the main character a little too handsome, which I don't really know <laughs> what that means, but I think, it, I think it was, uh, the CEO from Sega. He's like, like, you know, we as in Japan should have made this game, but in some instances, like it's, it's a rare form where, you know, someone outside of that culture, can I mean, appreciate it more. Yeah. Can, can appreciate it just as somebody within that culture. And I mean, the whole cultural pro- pro- uh, pre- appropriation thing, it's kind of bonkers to me just because if someone has an admiration for that culture and they want to, you know, express in, in a respectable, respectable way, of course um, it's, I, I mean, I think it's a beautiful thing. The fact that, you know, there are people outside of, of different cultures that can, do that it's very rare that that happens um but it's 
I don't know. I mean, that, that that's a good question though. That's I didn't really even think about it that way. Um, because I <laughs> could have fooled me. <laughs> it's like I mean, to me, I guess when it comes to that, it doesn't really matter. I'm like, hey, if if, if that person gets you know, the point across of what everyone else is trying to say. And as so long as they understand, because they clearly do, then it's, it's, it's fine with me. I'm all good. <laughs> I'm all good. But, um, did you want to get into scores coming up here a little bit on time? So yeah, let's do it. What would you give Malcolm and Marie out of a hundred? I will give Malcolm and Marie. <laughs> M and M, M and M. It's true. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go with a a seventy. Oh, oh, Devin, my See, it, it was it was good, but not great because of the the few things that I outlined. Okay, for me, fair enough. I'm going to go. I'm gonna go with a solid eighty for this one. Um, the the only real gripe I had was I wish I just wish we had we had a little bit more of the backstory, but you know this is literally just like the aftermath of a, um you know situation that went completely sideways and towards the end it's like she's like all I wanted was like a thank you from me when you know you're thanking all these other people but you're not thanking your girlfriend which clearly was inspiration for, you know, him making that film. But, and she also shows that, you know, she can, she's like, Oh yeah, he could have cast at me. And like, she's like, I love the movie, but it could have been better (laughs) type situation. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it it is a story about love. Um, The, the dark corners and, you know, just, just everything in the bottle, you know. I, I I think it's really important that a lot of people see this movie because it's. I feel like a lot of people, especially like around our age, or even like when we were like a little bit younger, where I'm like, you know, oh well, you know, Susie and John are having like a you know disagreement, they have a fight. It's like, oh, if we have a fight, that means we have to break up, and it's like, well, no, <laughs> you just have to work through it, and I think this film really shows as much. Probably even more so than um, marriage story. That I mean, relationships are hard hard work, and that um, we kind of saw that a little bit with the Lovebirds uh, movie, where you know they were kind of going back and forth, and their relationship was kind of in, in, in a rough spot. You know, obviously, totally different movie, but just the relationship aspect of it. You know, you kind of have to like work at these types of things, and and sometimes that just means having like some really, really ugly fights and sometimes you say things you don't mean and, you know, as long as oh, it was draining, but you know, as, as long as, um, as long as you are, you know, respectable towards that person or, you know, you're, well, they, they kind of, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, there, there, there was a little backstabbing. Well, I guess when I say respectable as in like just having like that conversation, cause I, I can only imagine some, conversations to probably last arguments last days and then it eventually does lead to some type of you know divorce or breakup but i think in a long-winded way like you know they both got their points across but i think zendaya won on this one (laughs) because i mean he did end up saying thank you so maybe respectful wasn't the best word but i'm Again, it's been a long day. So let's Godzilla versus Kong versus Malcolm versus Marie <laughs> versus Batman versus Superman. Superman. 
honestly though. All right, so let's uh, let's wrap up here. Um, of course, this is the audio version only. Uh, we're not doing a live stream for this. Uh, check out our Earwig and the Witch review that uh, Zach, Leo, and I um, have uh, put up. That's also an audio-only podcast. And check out our Newsweek from our WandaVision episode four um, uh, <laughs> review and our uh, the news topics that we covered as well. So I'm going to stop talking and just get into the closing statement here. <laughs> And that's a wrap for today, everyone. Thank you all for listening. Make sure to check out the other shows over on musiccitydrivein.com. Subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. That was Devin, and my name is Christian. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. <laughs> you got to time it. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it comes up, but it's, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Until next time, everyone.